a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah Health. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. I, uh, I noticed there were a few changes from last week. Yeah, just trying to just trying to find a combination of players um, that, you know, that can help, you know, break this uh, this run that we're on. Right. I, I think you keep doing the same things, expecting different results. Um, you know, that 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 isn't it. I, I think um, obviously we're, we're a little light on the on the back line. Um, you know, I thought we've given up a lot of goals in, in the in the in the previous three games. And so that was the decision in in in, in uh Beavers. Um but but really I think it's it's our ability to you know to score goals. And and I'll and I'll keep saying that and, until we can score first and dictate the game from a position of of being ahead. Um there's just a lot there's just a lot of pressure on the defense to to maintain zeros. Um, and, and speaking of scoring goals, uh, do you, do you feel like you have a player on this roster right now that you can trust to be that player to score first? Well, you know, that, that's, again, that's why we're rotating and that's why Elijah got a crack tonight. Um, because you know, I think goal scoring is, 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 is a streaky thing. Um, and in the first, uh, you know, first five games, we haven't been able to, um, to find that or, you know, and, and, and I think that's, that's ultimately, you know, it's it's always a balance, right? You you got to find the balance between scoring and defending. And and if you find yourself defending, if you can't if you can't, you know, score the goal, the the pressure just keeps mounting, especially when you're on a t- difficult run like Ron, um it, it becomes difficult. So we'll look at the film, we'll look at the opportunities created, we'll look at the movement off the ball, we'll look at the service, we'll look at all that and 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 figure out the best way to move forward uh with the group we have. Gotcha. And then uh, lastly, for me, I was just kind of curious, you mentioned there, you know, some of the reason for the changes was obviously the four nil defeat last week. Um, you, you put Gavin Beavers then in goal tonight. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, he also lets in four goals. So how do you kind of approach that, I guess, uh, from, from kind of like what happened tonight uh, from that perspective, I guess? Yeah, I think we'll go back and look at the video. Obviously, when you put a young goalkeeper in there, you you, you realize um, that there's some inexperience in there. Um, but, you know, he's been performing well, playing with the under 19s, um, you know, had been playing with a lot of confidence. And so we'll see how he rebounds individually, um, you know, for, from this performance. And, uh, and then we'll make the best decision moving forward.
Awesome. Thank you. All right, we will go to Tom Hackett. Your line's open. Hi, Pablo. Um, Tom, you muted yourself. Oh, sorry about that, Pablo. Um, the commentators mentioned that Yeston Savarino stayed home for personal re reasons. I'm just wondering if you have any further comment on that situation. No, I don't. I don't. Um, he's it's it's uh you know family stuff um that uh, it, it's per personal stuff so it's um you know he's been it's it's been a, a trying time for him and uh you know hopefully he can join the group here uh this week i understand um probably going to come across a bit of a bit of a weird question you've done most of the training throughout the the off season and to start the, the preseason on the indoor turf out there in Harriman, you, you haven't had many outdoor sessions. Um, I'm one that, uh, that, that is not afraid to admit that come winter time, I, I get seasonally depressed. Do you think just being inside as often as you have been is playing a role on, on the playing group mentally at the minute? Yeah, no, that's a good point, uh, Tom. I, I think these are all variables. Um, and when you're not in a good run of form, I think it all piles on top of each other. You know, we haven't trained outside. Um, it's been gray and snowing every day in Salt Lake. Um, the, the, the field today was really, really fast and on turf, it, it's obviously a lot slower. Um, and so there's, there's a lot of that. Um, but, but I think those are more, you know, those are supplemental issues that, that just pile on when, when you don't get the sunshine and, and you're not in a good run of form. And then lastly, for me, um, this isn't your first rodeo. rodeo. You've, you've been through slumps in the past. Um, as the losses mount, the pressure only mounts. How do you as the manager try and take some of that pressure off the shoulders of the playing group to try and try and have them perform at their best? Is there anything yeah. you can do throughout the week? No, I, again, I, what, what I said to the guys was that, you know, this is the, the only way to, to, to move is forward. And, you know, I think for me, the, the difficult aspect is what we see in training during the week is really, really good. And it inspires all of us come game day. And I, I think, again, there's, there's, you know, when, when you're not getting the results, um, you're a bit more tentative, your passes aren't sharp, your decisions aren't quick. Um, and, you know, I think that's a byproduct of, of going through a tough, tough run. Um, but, but again, for me, it's all about process. It's all about demanding a little bit more, in a way where we're all accountable um, again, not just the players, but do, you know, is there, is there a change of shape? Is there, you know, hopefully we get, you know, Marcelo back this weekend, because again, if you're not scoring goals, you've got to be dogging the defense and weather storms. And, and, and so I think there's there, the only way to look at it is, is really from, from a, you know, forward perspective and, and not dwelling on, on what we could have done differently. Um, because again, during the week in, in the last four games, uh, it's been really, really good. So now how do we take that, those same performances, those same concepts and apply them in real time uh, during th through, through going through a difficult stretch? And, and that will be the focus this week. Cody, I'll move to you. Your line's open. Cody, did you have a question? Yep. Right. Can you hear me? Yep. Go ahead. Perfect. Sorry. Hey, Pablo. Um, obviously a tough, tough loss tonight. Um, 
what what takeaways stick out to you most from the game and what will you look to address with the team going into the game next weekend? Well, I think on the uh, defensive side, uh, I, I think we got in the most trouble when we weren't compact through through the uh, middle of the field. I, I think in the first half, um, we extended ourselves. Um, and, and again, I, I think in training, we do a great job of that. I think it's the anxiety of trying to win the game um, right now that that really derails a bit of the game plan defensively. Um, so that that will be an area that we look at. Um, I think I think we did a better job of that in the second half. Um, and then with the ball, it, again, you know, we, we did a really good job in training this week, switching the point of attack. Um, when we were pinned on one side, knowing that they're, you know, that, that they're, the wing back would be p- tucked in. And I think we only executed that two or three times. And, and in order to get that block to really move is to be brave and, 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 and we got to switch it. And then the next thing is, um, is in, in transition moments, uh, we look too often for the killer pass when really to build confidence within your attack, you must link passes to feel you're on top of the game. And so too often tonight where we did a good job defending or we stole some balls, we try to hit a killer pass and 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 now we're defending again. And so I think those three things will be, you know, the, the most critical. And the other part is um, you're not going to get too many chances on the road. I thought there was a, there's a, quite a few, you know, in particular in the first half with, with Chang and Elijah, um, where we could have done better, I, I think, in the second half with Ando in a 3v2. And, and those are things that we work on um, incessantly. Not be, to not be able to execute in those moments, um, I, I think, uh, is, is a bit disappointing. But, but again, I think the guys gave, gave everything. Um, and, uh, you know, so the, the, those are the, I think those are the aspects of, of, of the game tonight that uh, we'll take away. Gotcha. Uh, Diego Luna created some pretty good attacking chances. He looked solid when he came in the second half. Uh, what does he have to do in your eyes going forward to get some more minutes? Well, again, I think it's, it's, it's about the collective, right? I think it's, it's, it's more about what we need to do as a team um, and not necessarily an, an individual. Um, because again, we don't win. We don't win games when a player shows well. Um, we win games when the team plays well. And so uh, you know, we'll we'll have a look at the tape, and 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 again, we'll start planning for uh, for next weekend. Gotcha. And then lastly, uh, Beavers playing in this game, McMath in last game. Uh, neither of those games the result that we're looking for. Is, is there a starting keeper for this team? Is that position still up for grabs? Uh, I think that's what we're trying to sift through, right? And 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 figure out where um, where we need to go moving forward. You know, obviously with with Gavin. Uh, lack of experience in the MLS, um, you, you, knew, you know that there's going to be a bit of time. But given that we had conceded so many goals, you know, I felt like it was uh, an opportunity to uh, to make a change. And so, um, you know, I think uh, the the game at this level is is quite fast, and it's going to take some time um, for him to get his feet under him a little bit and understand the the the, the speed of the game and that. Um, so, you know, at this moment, we'll just uh, you know we'll say that uh, you know we have three good goalkeepers and we'll figure out how to put them in the best position to succeed. Okay. Thank you, Pablo. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast cold in October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake city office to meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. 
Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. All right, Alex your line's open. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yep. Hey, Pablo Alex from the Arnold Social here. Last week, when we when when we were in the conference, um, you mentioned goal scoring needed to be the most one of the most important things that this team needed to focus on. You guys came out with a much different attacking look. Um, a lot of new players in in the attack. How do you feel that that kind of new look attack did for you guys tonight? Well, obviously not, not, not well enough if, you know, cause we didn't score goals. And and I think there was, there was a lot of opportunities to really get in behind this back line. I think too often um, we didn't exploit the space that was available, but again, I think goal scoring is, is, is in our form. It, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's being where the ball is going to end up and not standing in spaces. And um, you know, so we're, we're looking at different combinations of forwards um different you know different setups against different teams to be able to exploit the spaces um to be able to then isolate players and 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 combine higher up the field so um you know i think again i think the effort was good i just don't think that we took our chances well um and at the end of the day you know goals change games yeah and hey we throughout the first five games we didn't really see that kind of partnership of pablo ruiz and brian ojeda in the midfield um, they were really solid last year. How do you think? What what do you, what do you think about their performance tonight in the midfield as well? I, I you know I think they we needed to get them on the ball more, in particular the first half. Uh, I think they were they they were a bit high um, and and demanding a lot from our central defenders to to really make the game. I think in order for us to be successful in the way we want to play, um, our pivots need to get on the ball much more. Uh, I think they did a better job of that in the second half. Um, but again, I think they're they're the engine room. They're the, they're the the guys that really link the back line to the front line. And if they're not getting on the ball, um, it makes it extremely difficult to to you know create a lot of good opportunities. Looking ahead to Charlotte, um, you guys are going to be heading into that one uh, consecutive four zero losses. What again? I ask you the same question I asked last week. Is there any worry? Is there any concern from you guys of the locker room heading into that game? No, I mean, I think again, uh, you know, I, I look at I, I look at the game from St. Louis, and I thought we did a really good job for forty five minutes, and I think we, uh, uh, you know, we we missed a couple opportunities in the first half, and their goalkeeper came up trumps on one of them right to end that to end that first half, and and I, I sound like a broken record, but if you don't score those goals, you end up putting more pressure on yourself, um, and so you know, looking at Charlotte. Um, looking at the way uh, we've conceded goals, um, you know, we're, we'll look at maybe a, a different setup, uh, hopefully get a couple guys back uh, from injury um, and then and then make the best decision given given the way they play. But but I think, again, you know, Monday through Friday, uh, the sessions are um, very optimistic in, in the way the guys are moving the ball, the way the guys. But but again, when you're in a bad run of form, I, I think 
you know, the, the pressure and, and the lack of confidence on, on game day. Um, and, and we just need a couple guys to step up. We need someone to, you know, score a goal. Um, and I think that type of moment will then bring the defense with it. And, uh, but, but I think we have to, you know, the first priority is to make sure, you know, we're not conceding along with scoring, scoring the first goal or scoring a goal. Perfect. Thank you, Pablo. We're going to finish with Alex Maurer. Your line's open. Pablo, thanks for the time. I'll, I'll try to keep it brief. Uh, you know, you've talked a lot about the importance of mentality uh, over your time here. And what are you seeing now from the locker room during this spell? And would you say that the mentality is in the right place or in a successful place? No, no, obviously not. I, I think everyone in that locker room are human beings, right? I think athletes are often portrayed as superhuman, um, but they have families and they have difficulties and they have issues um, as, as we all do, you know, and I think, um, you know, when you do good things in whatever profession, you, you gain confidence and you feel like you're two inches taller and, and um, you can achieve anything. I think when you're in a bad run of form in whatever profession, um, there's a lot of reflection. And, and so for me, I think it's really about getting back to that. We, we, we gotta be dogs, you know, and, and, and again, tonight, the effort was fantastic. It wasn't from a lack of effort. It was a lack of execution, but the confidence piece plays a big role. And, you know, just get in, in these moments, you're often looking for a break, right? You're looking for an opportunity, uh, you know, uh, a goal that scored with a deflection, um, you know, ball that hits crossbar instead of hitting the back of the net. You're looking for these moments to really hang on to, to then push the team forward. But as far as the commitment to the work Monday through Friday, it's been fantastic. And so now we just got to parlay that into a good performance that's worthy of, uh, you know, uh, three points. And then one of those guys that has, you know, often been from at least an outward perspective, leading that mentality is Demir. And seeing him on the bench was a little bit surprising to me. Was that fitness related or more of a tactical decision? Yeah, and, uh, again, tactical decision. We we went with two out and out forwards tonight to, to to again cause a threat in behind and and uh you know hopefully get, get got, you know again at, when when you're not scoring goals um the the I think it's incumbent upon us to, to try to figure out the pairings uh the setup that that will hopefully bring you that um but Dami's been and still is a fantastic leader um you know he's 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 great in the locker room and and then quality on the field you know and and um we knew this process with Dami was going to take some time and 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 so going through a spell that we're going through and after a tough defeat felt like it was a the right opportunity to uh switch it up a little bit but uh again Dami's by no means uh on the outside looking in he's 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 the man for this club and then just lastly for me, Justin Glad, first ever homegrown to wear the captain's armband in an MLS game. How do you think he did as a leader tonight? Yeah, he was fantastic. Jay Glad was, uh, again, uh, he, he, he does so much for this group, um, his, you know, uh, football-wise, uh, leadership-wise. Um, and unfortunately, um, the result, uh, I don't think, is a reflection of the way he leads or the way he plays. Uh, he's, he's just a, a standout young man with, with great potential. And, uh, well, you know, I think he'll be a guy that can potentially be wearing this armband for many years. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. 
Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.